Hey everyone, Rob Kress here from Root Pharmacist Radio. I'm the Root Pharmacist, and thank you for tuning in. Uh, today, I, I really like this episode that I'm going to talk about. Right now, it's uh, May 28th of 18, Memorial Day, so happy Memorial Day to you all. Um, and definitely remember what today is certainly about. Um, now, today, before any cookouts or anything like that, I decided to do some garden around the home. And it really kind of led to a bunch of thoughts, free flowing thoughts, uh, and I just kind of kept writing notes. And as I started doing, I was going to put it up as like an Instagram post, and I realized, you know what, this is a good topic, I think, for um, uh, for a podcast. So I figured we'd start talking about it. So um, what I want to talk about essentially is cultivating, you know, when when we do this landscaping, you know, I what are the reasons I could talk about it? I could talk about why are we gardening, maybe, and it could be for organic foods to grow, right? Healthy foods, or maybe the fact that local food, locally grown food, is better. Um, I could speak about replenishing the soil, so we have the most nutritious foods that were coming out of us. Um, I could talk about. Uh, Boy, I could talk about just the idea of getting into your garden or your landscape and your flower beds just to do something different, which we know can switch around neural pathways. Uh, I can even, you know, the list goes on, but I'm not going to talk about that. What I really want to talk about is more of analogous in this case, uh, and it's really of our outer health and outer wellness to our inner world and what is going on there. Um, I'll set the stage for this, basically. You know, essentially cultivating a positive and mental, a positive mental and emotional landscape has great benefits to our health and wellness. Um, we are not just the physical. Um, what I want to do here, you know, and I'm a big believer in the micro of the macro, um, you know, as above, so below. And I'm thinking a lot of things that I probably talk about right now, I'm sure the analogy has been made before. I've probably heard it somewhere, but literally when I was out there cleaning out these weeds, cleaning out the flower beds, um, all these thoughts and these analogies just kind of came, started coming to my mind. The reason why we have to work on our inner game and our inner world on such a regular basis, we can't just hire it out uh, to a pill. Um, much like gardening. You can hire someone to do it, but it still takes work and the work has to be done. So what led up to this? Basically, I've been working with really a phenomenal physician that I kind of got to know here in the social media world. Um, and her name is Dr. Kay Corpus. Uh, you can find her at KCorpusMD. It's K-A-Y-C-O-R-P-U-S-M-D. And I highly recommend you do because, um, you know, this gal, she's an extraordinary teacher, healer, as well as a physician. She really takes a beyond functional approach. Um, she provides, she brings to the table intuition and is quite inspirational. So I like to call myself the root pharmacist. So we talk about the root of things, right? I want to get to the root. But a lot of that is nutrition. And a lot of my inner game work has been on the realm of my healing path, which I've kind of more consciously came to light about, but with my lower back and the relationships that had and through the work of Dr. John Sarno. Um, in the past, I have read uh, works such as, you know, Louise Hay and certainly uh, Caroline, Caroline Meese. Um, and through talking to Dr. Corpus or communicating with her, uh, seeing the role that the archetypes can play and how much deeper all this can go and really making analogies to the chakras. So for me, I've had like a zillion aha moments over the last couple of weeks, which is kind of cool. So 
one of the things we started talking about, you know, when you look at your archetypes, and I'm just going to brief upon this because I certainly am no expert on it. Um, but what I want to do is I'd love to get her on this radio show, and we've been talking about it. We just got our schedules to meet up because, as I said in the last episode, I want to start doing interviews with the experts, and I think she'd be a perfect one to start off on this one. Um, so, you know, everyone's got basically 12 core archetypes to them. And there's a lot of them. And even in Carolyn Meese's book, she'll talk about, you know, you got to dig into it because some of the ones that might seem like the apparent ones that's an archetype of you might not be. And some of the ones that you just don't see it are. Um, so you, it takes work. I've, you know, fortunately, and I think, uh, Dr. Corpus is an amazing facilitator. Uh, she's dropped these seeds that I've been able to follow to kind of understand the within here. Um, so I started to look more on what is known as um, essentially the addict archetype. Now, when you hear our addict, no one wants to admit to that, but you got to understand all these have a beneficial side as well as a shadow side, but they all provide a learning process of what's going on with them. So um, I, you know, my first reaction was, nah, that's not me. It wouldn't be me. Sure, you know, we all have these elements. Um, but for it to be, you know, to sit at the table at 12, is it really one of those? And as I looked really deeper, a key thing came out, really. And it, it's actually what she, what led her to it. And I started talking the word boredom, um, how I have trouble sitting still, how I had to always occupy, whether I'm reading a book, whether I'm doing work. Um, it's just not sitting with the stillness. Now, this is why this whole garden thing came in and made a lot of sense to me because uh, we had another conversation. It was about what would be your optimal job or path or what have you. And I, I almost immediately go back to a preset. My two favorite jobs uh, on my, in my life has been running a beach stand where I run out boogie boards and umbrellas as well as a landscaper. And the reasons for it, I love to be outside and I love the time alone as well as the time just to think. Now, fast forward to modern day times, I'm really happy the path I took because, you know, in the days where I was not happy being a pharmacist, um, and I, you know, fortunately I've gone down this path, more of the integrative functional natural side. Um, but the days before this, where I really knew what to do, I, I literally was, looking at ways to start my own landscaping business or even to go back out to Ocean City, Maryland and put bids on beach boxes for the summer and rent out beach, you know, stands and stuff like that. But there was a time where I was able to sit still and I looked back in that and I didn't realize because that is not me today. I used to be the one that could be on the beach and just look around and just be with it, be with myself. But something kind of came through it and that is one of the elements of that, the addict archetype. So why am I going down this route? Well, it's it's made me a lot more introspective, obviously, kind of figuring this all out. So let's get into the analogy of our health now with the gardening. Um, I usually outline these dogs. This one I didn't, so it's kind of free flow, so I hope you're staying with me here. So a bunch of things. When we start to assess and address the conscious and the subconscious, these weeds, the problems that we might have, these things we may not face, when we can start to address them, they can really have some profound benefits, provide a lot of ahas between the wise in the house. Um, a couple things today and see if they may be ring true to you. Um, First of all, you have to do the work. I kind of alluded to this. Uh, and this is kind of the analogy of a pill for every ill. Uh, there's some interfixing that needs to be done. Medications, natural medicine, and all that stuff certainly can serve a purpose. They can serve a Band-Aid. Um, they're great in emergency. I believe they fail in the long term for the most cases, although I also understand that they help people a lot in the long term. So there's no absolutes when I say this. Uh, you know, everyone has their unique story. 
and their unique formula to find their healing. Um, but all in all, in the large scale of things, um, I absolutely uh, believe that you had to put the work in um, on your inner world. Uh, you can't you can't you okay you know those weed cover-ups so we've got a bunch of beds of rocks and stuff like that so we put the weed cover-ups down but what happens the weeds still find their way through so you know that would be an analogy of a band-aid band-aids don't work because you got to keep going in there and you got to clean the stuff out you got to heal those wounds right um so even though it's good and it's going to help keep the weeds down a bit they're going to poke their way through Next would be about, you know, in our in our home, in our property, in our yard, we don't use pesticides or anything like that. So sure, you can hit it with some Roundup if you chose to, but research has shown in the real world that the pesticides make for sick soil. They don't grow healthy, right? So, you know, we want to cultivate healthy soil within us, and this starts with our thoughts and our emotions, right, and the seeds that we put in there. Um, so... Using that, the reason for the pesticides, we want a healthy soil, a bountiful soil. We can also look at that on our physical body. We know genetically modified foods are not good for us. We know that the pesticides used for them actually takes aim at the shikimate pathway that can destroy our gut bacteria, our healthy bacteria. So there's another analogy for you. Um, some are hitting behind beautiful plants. So some of one's issues, some of your things you might be looking for, searching for, past memories, past hurts, they might be hiding before behind beautiful plants and your subconscious might do that for you. Your subconscious has an innate way, innate way and I'll put this stuff back to Dr. John Sarno. He believes or believe before he passed, um, I believe it was last year, that the subconscious basically will look at our conscious world and it'll look at something that might not seem a big deal, but it believes it'll be just too emotionally tragic, you know, too hard for us to deal with. So in that case, when he deals with chronic pain, it'll create a pain elsewhere in the body by the restriction of oxygen to divert one's attention. Well, you know, when you're gardening out there, you can actually find some weeds that are literally hidden behind some pretty plants. Um, and those weeds are smart. They know where to go, so they're not going to be taken back, but they're about to take down those weeds. So that's kind of a one way to look at it. Do you have a past hurt or something like that where your subconscious mind might be creating some pretty things around it in hopes that you don't address it and you don't look at it? Uh, what are some other things? Um, you know, some are protected by the subconscious through either harsh memories that you don't want to deal with. That would be more analogous to poison ivy. You know, you get in there and it feels like it's just going to um, irritate you. It's going to attack you. So you avoid it and you stay away. You know, we've got a side of our property where I will not go over there at this point because of all the poison ivy. Um, but, you know, do we have things within our subconscious that are playing the same game? Something that does seem really hurtful that is preventing us from going a little deeper there. Um, some issues are camouflaged. You know, some weeds look like the plants. Uh, I found myself digging deeper and deeper uh, looking because, and I was actually asking my wife, is this a weed? You know, do I pull this? And it does. So they can camouflage themselves to keep these things going in your subconscious. Um, a last one be, you know, the closer you look, the more you see. And I think that's probably the last one I'll leave you off on. Um, so much for the gardening. You know, the more that you study and you focus at this, you know, 
patch of growth, do you absolutely notice, you know, wait, that's a weed. That's not actually something that deserves to be in there. So I need to give it an assessment and I need to give it attention. Now, how do I go about eliminating it and taking it out? Um, so, you know, there's some thoughts. It's quite a random one. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, it's more of a, I guess you could say, a thinking piece today. Uh, but once again, Rob Kress here, Root Pharmacist. Um, love to hear from you, rootpharmacist at gmail.com. And I hope this uh, serves your benefit. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Take care now.